This podcast on 97.3 The Fan is brought to you by Hamul Casino, San Diego's closest casino. Real close, real friendly, real fun. The Odyssey app. Of Ben and Woods, live from Peoria, Arizona, or the uh, the nearby suburbs in Arizona, as the uh, Padres continue spring training. We'll be back out at the facility tomorrow morning with a a giant conclusion to our week of spring training coverage. Uh, you know, I know Manny Machado is supposed to stop by, and they're working on a few other guests uh, that'll be with us for our Friday coverage. So, looking forward to that. Uh, we got some real or fake coming up in just a couple of minutes. Uh, we'll need a contestant if you want to get online early. Chance to qualify for a getaway to Las Vegas, 833-288-0973. Italian Paul is back in the studio uh, running the uh, the ship as he has done all week long and done a really nice job. Admirably. Yes. yes. Thank very, you, very uh, well done. Good job back there. So give Frank a call. Uh, get in line for real or fake. Frank, and we'll we're going to send you for your hard work. A meatball Ferris wheel, uh, being that you are Italian, in fact. We're just going to send one over to you, and uh, you can enjoy it at your leisure. One of our uh, Tier 1s did tweet a picture that was a, a reasonable facsimile of what the one that at the Sicilian Butcher at the restaurant I went to, it looked like. This is know. what is blowing my mind, though. You walk into a restaurant that features a, a, a meatball Ferris wheel, and you decide to go in another direction. <laughs> That's what I don't understand. I thought maybe it seemed like a it seemed like an entree to share with a large group. True. Like, and I didn't have a group. It was just me, and it, it just... <laughs> I don't know. I think the embarrassment of having your own Ferris own wheel Ferris full of meatballs wheel, and sauce meatballs, <laughs> right in front of me would just have been kind of awkward. Like, oh, are you waiting for someone else nope. to join you? No, this is all all for me. Yeah, my own personal county fair. Now that's here. now that's six meatballs. I could have gotten the bucket of balls. Bucket of balls also on the menu if you you wanted five balls that weren't all in a Ferris wheel. And I think you only got the one sauce as opposed to the six different sauces. I think you got a bucket of balls. I think you got to go with it, man. I really do. I really do. All right. Uh, we've been uh, taking a look at the other teams in Major League Baseball over the last uh, week or so. Didn't do it the last couple of days, but that's why we built in a, a couple of extra days this time. So we weren't scrambling all the way in our Tier 1 tour. Uh, Frank, if you could fire up the, uh, the bus for us as we continue our look around Major League Baseball. All right, next up, and uh, we're going in order of how the Padres will face the opponents this year, since for the first time in MLB history, uh, every team will face every other team at least once uh, this year. And uh, I think we're still in the month of April. Next up for the Padres, an early series against the Mill. Waukee Brewers, uh, who, of course, came up a little bit short of the postseason last year after probably the ill-advised move of trading away Josh Hader to the Padres at the deadline and um, not being able to hold off the St. Louis Cardinals at the end of the National League Central. Yeah, they're, uh, you know, again, this has been the Brewers' M.O. for the last couple of years. They're going to be very, very reliant on their starting rotation and uh, their bullpen. They are a pitching-heavy team. Um, they have, I would say, two of the best. Uh, they, they may have the best top of the rotation in baseball 
with Brandon Woodruff and Corbin Burns. You can flip those. Corbin Burns, Brandon Woodruff. Uh, but they're both really, really good. Uh, and then they're fairly deep. I mean, our old pal Eric Lauer has, has had a decent career in Milwaukee and has seemed to unlock something there, a little more velo um, and, and control uh, there in Milwaukee as well. You got Freddie Peralta. You got some guys there in the rotation where you don't feel like you have a um, – you don't feel like there's going to be any rollover days. They do have a, a pretty good bullpen as well. What they're lacking, Ben, is they're lacking some sticks. And uh, I was reading the, the fan graph projection, and it said, look, we all, uh, fans of baseball, and especially fans of the Milwaukee Brewers, need to um, reconcile the fact that Christian Yelich now is just a guy. He's just a guy. He's no longer your – he's going to be an MVP favorite. He's not going to uh, be a superstar anymore. He's just a guy. Uh, and that's okay. They're a pretty solidly built team all around. You're hoping for a, a bounce back from the former Mariner, Jesse Winker. Yep. Uh, Change of scenery. You're bit. hoping Luis Arias, the former Padre, can uh, can step up again this year. I think it's interesting, though, because I was looking at uh, ESPN's early rankings of both the lineup and the starting rotation. And for the Milwaukee Brewers, they have their starting rotation ranked second in all of baseball. Pretty good. Man. Very good. Their lineup is more middle of the road. They're ranked. 13th but that's guess, still not guess what bad. that combination of two and 13 the Padres are ranked one in lineup and 14 in starting rotation so essentially it's about, it's about essentially, it looks about even essentially you're looking at these teams and going well do you consider the Padres and the Milwaukee Brewers to be somewhat equivalent teams because I don't nor I, do I. I think the the Padres are have clearly separated themselves into a tier with the Mets and the Braves and the Dodgers and the Phillies and the Brewers are, while not bad, are a step below that tier of the better teams and the best teams in the National League. But the great equalizer in the game of baseball is a starting rotation like the one that they've built, a bullpen like the one that they have. Uh, they did just sign Luke Voigt to a minor league deal. Now, they've got some, they got some beef uh, on that squad. I mean, they're a beefy squad. Is uh, yeah, Rowdy to Rowdy, Rowdy, Rowdy and Voight over there at first. This is about <laughs> it's like a combined like like six hundred pounds of muscle uh, over there. They've got uh, our old pal Victor Caratini's there. Well, there's a lot of a lot of former Padres on that Caratini, squad as well. Yeah, wow. he's their backup to. Uh, they did trade away Estiuri Ruiz though, who they had in oh, that they did, three yeah. team deal in the off season. So they didn't keep all their former Padres. Yeah, it's um, again you're, you're talking about a team that. If they're in it and they're they're playing well at the deadline, you have to go out and you have to get an impact bat if you're them. You just have to because I think that's going to be the one thing that that really uh, really kills them. I mean, you're talking about you're going to be losing games two to one, things like that, which is just it, it's so frustrating that they didn't go out. If you're a Brewers fan and address you know a, a, some need on on the offensive side, Willie Adamas is a star. I love him at short. He is a really really good player. Uh, but you, you need more. You need some pop. Let's just say, even if you are one of the top teams like the Padres or, or the Mets, if you know, if you're drawing, you know, Burns, Woodruff, and Peralta, and those are the three starters you're going to face in a series, you're not expecting to sweep that series against the Milwaukee Brewers. Now, if you miss Burns and or Woodruff in the series, well, it, it's not quite as formidable of a team. So kind of uh, how it lines up and when you face the Milwaukee Brewers, you know, injuries, they lose either of those guys, that could be a big factor for them this season. I mean, the projections that Fangraphs has put out for them are pretty, they're pretty, um, 
I would say I would say they're being very generous with some of the power numbers that they're giving guys. They've got Keston Keston Hira hitting twenty one bombs. They've got uh, Adamas hitting almost thirty. Get a good ballpark for home they runs do. there in Milwaukee. They for do. Sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, listen, I, I think there's some young talent coming up for them as well. Um, it's going to be interesting to see. And you know, here's the other thing: if they're not in it, they've already infuriated their number one superstar in Corbin Burns. Uh, who? Oh, the arbitration. The arbitration yeah, we talked about that last week. Over seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars. He's like, okay, well, now I know where I stand. You know, he's going to go out there and ball out. But man, come trade deadline, you may have you may have burned that bridge. You may have burned that bridge if they're out of it. But he's pitching well. Expect him to be on the move. So, um, you know, there's there's some interesting pieces there. Uh, but they really need to play well to keep that team intact. Uh, after the first half of the season, because if not, they're going to be selling off pieces. I will say, though, if there's one team that can break into the same six that made the playoffs the last year in 2022 in the National League, which was, of course, Dodgers, Padres, Mets, Phillies, Braves, and Cardinals, if any team in the National League could maybe find their way into that mix, Brewers are probably probably the best choice of anyone else. I'd say so. We talked about, you know, is it the Giants? Is it the Marlins who can make a, a maybe a wild card run? It seems unlikely for most teams. The Brewers might be your best shot at, at a different playoff participant here in 2023. Yeah, I mean, listen, if you get a chance to go watch, you know, a couple of those guys throw, it is, it's a revelation to watch those guys pitch. And, um, you know, you look, for their sake, if you're a Brewers fan, you really hope that they play well at the beginning of the season and try to keep that team together because there are some really exciting pieces on that team. They just needed to do more in the off season, and uh, you know Luke Voigt on a minor league deal. I don't know is is, is if that's going to be the uh, the game changer. All right, we got a contestant on the line back in the studio, uh, Frank. Let's get to it. It is time for a Thursday, a Throwback Thursday edition of Real or Fake. Some are here for the compelling sports talk with Ben and Woods. Yeah, you can go plow through another donut. It's time for Real or Fake on 97.3 The Fan. Uh, tell the people what they'll win today. Before I tell you what you could win today, I'll tell you that Real or Fake is brought to you by Home Turf, Time, and Water with pet-friendly, always green grass. And get a free consultation by calling the team at Home Turf at 888-4SD-TURF or go to sdhometurf.com. Com. And we got John in the East County as our contestant today. Good morning, John. How are you? Good morning, boys. How are we doing, buddy? How's the weather out there in the East County this morning? Well, well, actually, I'm on the 15th South okay. by Carmel Mountain, and it's, and it's dumping rain. Ah, all right, be careful out there. Uh, here's what you're playing for. If you can get at least four out of the seven right, you will qualify for our grand prize drawing. Two-night stay at the Westgate Las Vegas, spa treatment for two at Serenity Spa, and a VIP pot at the Westgate Superbook. The Westgate Las Vegas Resort and Casino features newly designed premier rooms, part of their $70 million room renovations, home of legendary Vegas fun. Must be 21 or up. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. All right, John, here's what we've got for you today. Uh, By now, most people have heard of the industry leaders in online vacation rentals. We are in an Airbnb, Verbo, VRBO, Verbo is the other big company. But did you know there are several other competitors in the marketplace? Today on Real or Fake, I'll give you the name of a company, John. You tell me if it's a real website for online vacation rentals or a fake. 
I have made up for the game. And uh, Woods is uh, free to help you out at any time because he does not have the answers on this one. John, are you ready to play? Let's do it. All right, round one, a real or fake vacation rental site. Urbanista, real or fake, John? Uh, let's go fake. It is fake. Very good. Wow, they make, uh, I would have said real, 100%. Head, they make headphones, actually. I looked Urbanista. that up. All right, that's one point for John. You are on your way. Three more, and you will be a winner. All right, let's go. Round two, real or fake travel rentals. Traveloka. Traveloka. Real or fake? Uh, oh. I don't know. Woodsy, what do you think? Sounds fake. Traveloka? I'm looking at Ben, trying to read his poker face. I'm gonna Let's say real, John. Yeah, let's go real. Oh, two for two. Very good. Hey. Am I, is my poker face that bad? Yeah, you're like Manny. All right. Uh, let's go. Here we go. Two for two, round three. Glamping hub. Glamping Hub, real or fake, John? Ben. Ben. <laughs> oh, man, that sounds fake all the way. It does, doesn't it? That's why I put it in there, because it's real. Oh, no. <laughs> now I'm familiar with another hub, but not Glamping Hub. All right, uh, it's two. We go to round number four. Uh, World B&B. World right. B&B, real or fake, John? Crap. Uh... What do you think, Woodsy? Uh, you know, it makes sense in my head to have a world B and B. Let's 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 go real, Johnny. Let's do it real. Sorry, guys, you both wrong. That is a fake. Ah, son of a invented Sorry, by buddy. yours truly. All right, we're not. We're two and two now. We still have three left. He so gets so happy when he you just fools need to get two all. out of the three. I do. Get he a does. Delighted by that. All right, here we go. Agoda. Agoda. Real or fake, John? Again, we're looking at online vacation rental sites. Oh, God. Man, that one sounds so fake, it's probably got to be real. <laughs> you know, real. So I, I like, your, I like your thought process. Look it is you. real. Very good. You can get, uh, it's an Asian site. I guess you can get a Pagoda Agoda. All right, uh, one more correct, and you will qualify for the grand prize drawing. Let's try this one. Wimdu. Wimdu. Real or fake, John? I'm going to go to my buddy Woods. What do you think? Sounds fake. Wimdu? Wimdu. I'm going to say real. You going to stick with Woodsy again? Yeah, I got to go with him. He's pretty lucky. Good job. You are a winner. Wimdu. I have no idea what it means, but uh, you apparently can rent a house or an apartment. At Wimdu.com. The last one, Woodsy, for you, farm getaways, real or fake? <laughs> it's got to be fake. It is fake. <laughs> I think it might be fun to go and stay at a farm might for it? a few days. All right, congratulations, John. Hang on the line. And Italian Paul will get all your information, put you into the drawing uh, at the end of the month. And thank you for playing, real or fake? You saw City Slickers. Did that look fun to you? <laughs> <laughs> that is a family favorite <laughs> it's, with Billy Crystal. It's a fantastic movie, and it still holds up oh, after all these years. It's minute. brilliant. It's, it's a nice brilliant. life you've carved out for yourself, yeah. Bill. <laughs> Bruno Kirby. I mean, it's, it's great, but that did not look like fun to me. All right, I think we have done no uh, Don't Do This This Week, so we'll get back to it uh, with a couple of stories, including a controversial 
umpires called it. I, I think you can debate either way Man, on this one. We might be able to do 20 full minutes on this I one. I know. This one's it's pretty, a good one. pretty good. All right, so that's coming up next with Ben and Woods. More after a check of traffic here on 97.3 The Fan. Don't do this. I got a little surprise for you, you know what I'm Don't, don't do this. Listen, if I'm, if I'm something, something bad, I mean, tell me I'm a bad boy. You know, just tell me I'm a bad boy. Why? Just why? I get the argument. You don't have to explain it to me. I'm not a moron. Let me tell you why I am a dumbass. It's time for Don't Do This. Don't do this. On 97.3 The Fan. Just a reminder, you can listen to 97.3 The Fan on the Odyssey app for your chance to win a pair of tickets to Depeche Mode at Pachanga Arena on December 6th. Every hour you listen, now through March 5th, equals one entry in the contest. All right, we haven't done Don't Do This all week, which means we're a little bit behind. And I will start with a story actually from Sunday, the NBA All-Star Game, which was a real snoozer in my opinion. Now, the, the slam dunk contest on Saturday night with the story of Mac McClung of the 76ers. He was fun. Was somewhat he compelling. Was a little 6'2 guy who did, I mean, he, he took a ball off a guy's head, jumped over him, and did like a reverse. He did, I mean, he, you just can't imagine that a kid this, the, like, as small and frail looking as he was. He had a damn near perfect score yeah. all night. Yeah, yeah, 50, 50s, 50s, yeah 50s, 50s all night. That was pretty, that was pretty cool. But the game was, I mean, the All-Star game already gets, you know, no one's playing defense. It's not real basketball. We know this. It felt like like the worst version of the All-Star game between the LeBron and Giannis. Uh, the ratings came in yesterday. It's a 33-year low for the NBA All-Star game. Now, the NBA says, wait, wait, if you count streaming numbers and a ton of people watched the draft with LeBron and Giannis picking the teams at the beginning, so it wasn't as bad as the ratings say. The game was terrible, though. Even with the Elam ending, um, the Giannis's team was so far ahead, it never really felt in doubt. They only needed to, you know, score 24 points, and I think LeBron's team needed 41 in the final quarter to get to the Elam number, so they never felt like it was within reach. It just they just never got the intensity up, ratcheted at all, and it was uh, it was pretty dismal. I, I thought. I remember being a kid and looking so forward to uh, All Star Weekend when I was a kid. I loved the dunk contest. Well, they uh, they remember when they invented the basketball goal that you could lower. Yes, like it wasn't always the thing. Uh, I it was probably my seventh or eighth grade year when one kid yeah. got one, and we were like, "This is a game changer. We can now go do." What those guys can do on a, a seven-foot seven hoop. hoop, and I mean, I look forward to it every year. I, I couldn't, I couldn't even tell you it was on. I had no idea it was on because I just don't really care anymore. But um, I, and the other thing is, I don't know how you fix it. I don't know how you. I don't either. You they've spice they've it already up. made major changes by adding the draft. They've added the Elam ending. I loved the draft. I thought that was a cool idea. I think other sports. I think Major League Baseball. I think draft. that would be cool. If you had two captains and like, you know, that's you, know you grab the bat and like you go up, you go up and all down. the way to the yeah. top of the barrel and you're like, all right, my pick. see who's got first captain. And yeah. I think that'd be fun. You know, if they, uh, baseball's just pretty good though. I mean, if it ain't broke, it is. But if the stories of kind of the expansion go t- through and like the American and the National League s- cease to be and it's going to be more geographically aligned, you could do West versus East, but. Maybe that would be the time to, to reinvent the yeah. game a little bit. I mean, there's very little meaning between the National and the American League now other than you know, in the playoffs, their two winners meet in the World Series. Yeah. But now you're playing every team every year. 
the All-Star game, one of the things that made it special is you never saw those players play against each other during the season. Now you see it every year all the time. I want to talk more about the realignment of baseball uh, later. But uh, this is a really interesting one, Ben. College baseball game, you've got Missouri S&T against Wayne State. S&T. That's what it is. That's what it says in the big league. S. You think it's Missouri State? No, I think it's Missouri S&T. I just want to try to figure out what science and technology, maybe? Yeah, probably. Yeah, okay. yeah Missouri S&T against Wayne State. Baseball matchup. Um, well, listen, they were one out away. From uh, getting the game, the or getting the win, the Warriors, I don't know who that is, but the Miners came through. Chase Burgess came through. He hit a solo home run, would have tied the game. The umpire was watching him run in. I'm guessing the Wayne State Warriors and the Missouri S&T Miners. Just, they both roll off the tongue a lot better. Yeah, hard, Miner, so. hardly know her, but um, guy comes in, Chase Burgess. Yep. Jumps on home plate because he thinks he had. Wait, jumps he, near home plate. Hits the home run because yeah, he thinks he has a, a game tying home run. Umpire actually calls him out because he uh, apparently did not stomp on home plate when he got in. And now who who gets the don't do this? Is it the kid for missing home plate when clearly part of the rules state you've got to circle the bases, touch them all, and touch home plate to be credited with that run. It's it's right there in the rule book. Now, as you can imagine. The video review, which they don't have in college baseball down at Missouri S&T and Wayne State, um, is pretty dicey at best. The views that they're showing, it's on the big lead again if you want to go see it for yourself. It looks like he touched the plate with the heel of his, his spike. Uh, the umpire, but the angle, it's, it's hard to tell, though. To he tell. might have straddled it and, and just missed it on both both feet. It's possible. I'm going to give it to the umpire, um, and it's weird. The umpire is clearly... Watching it, yep. doing what he should do, his job. He's in position yep. to make sure. You see it every home run, even in Major League Baseball. The umpire walks a couple of feet onto the field, turns his, you know, faces home plate and the, you know, the back of the stadium, stares at home plate, you know, basically to make sure that the guy touches home. It happens every time. Yeah, we don't even think about it because, well, it's almost never an issue. Yeah, this one, um, it looks like a. It looks like a pretty clear – it looks like a judgment call. He got really, really close. It's not like he jumped over it and did a somersault and missed it entirely. Matt Holiday was much further from yeah, home no plate than, than this kid was. So mine goes to the umpire, and it's not because I don't like umpires, which I don't, but uh, it's basically because, man, this is one of those moments, bud, where you could have said, hey, hey man, nice poke. Um, just so you know, it looked to my naked eye like you missed it. Make sure the next time you come through – you want to, you want to, even in the big leagues, Ben, an umpire will say, Paulie, make sure you stop. Well, if you're, if you're a pitcher, they'll give you a little bit of a, On like hey, a box yeah, call. Hey, yeah. Make sure you stop, bro. I'm going to, I'm going to bang you next time. I'm going to give you this one. This is a clear, that's a, that's this a is, great way to, this is, to, they could have handled this it. This is clearly the ump show. Now we don't know. Maybe he hit, he hit two other home runs and it also kind of missed the home plate and already had gotten the warning. I, I doubt it very much, though. but. And, and that does feel like it would have been fair. I don't even know if I want to win that way if I'm Wayne The other State. team, yeah. yeah. I mean, like, you talk about a technicality, but uh, you listen. At the end of the day, the umpire is going to sleep fine because he's going to say, hey, I'm, I just call it like I see it, and he missed the plate, and uh, rules are rules. But hey, when, you, when you learn how to be an umpire or an official, really, in any sport, there's no part of the class that is, hey, 
if a guy breaks a rule, but you feel, you feel like giving him a in, pass in your mind and giving a pass, they don't really teach that. No. They, they teach you how to enforce the rules as they're written, as as they probably should. Boy, but in this case, call, though. you just hate case, making that call. I don't call. know. I don't so know. yeah, he's people are very upset at him. Finally, I'll make this a do do this because you rarely see this in sports. Uh, a guy who got uh, a pop for a performance enhancing drug suspension. This. In this case, WBC boxer, the undefeated Connor Ben, failed a drug test last year. Uh, he tested positive for a female fertility drug, clomiphene, which uh, can raise testosterone levels and burn fat in men. Well, they, they did the investigation, and he got, he got cleared. And they said that after looking through and reviewing all of his training and his diets, he ate so many eggs in his diet that apparently there's trace amounts of that that hormone that fertility drug that are found in chicken eggs and he like consumed so many eggs while training as you know high protein yeah. boxers somewhat do what are we talking about like, how many they, are we talking about they ruled that it was a reasonable explanation for the adverse Ooh. finding of the positive test, and we're they rescinded his suspension. Eggs, yeah, right. We talking. Eggs, it doesn't really say eggs. he's now. He's going to work with the WBC Nutrition Committee to avoid the risk of a future adverse finding caused by nutritional factors. Which means they're going to tell him, "Hey, dude, uh, don't eat so many eggs. Or maybe you, switch to egg beaters, or you know, something else that doesn't have egg whites. Maybe. Yeah. Have you ever had a raw egg? You know in Rocky, how he does the glass of raw eggs. You see people still do it. Have you guys ever done that? No. I mean, I've had... Sometimes they put a little raw egg yolk on top of the... Steak tartare? Yeah, yeah. on the top of the steak tartare. I've had that before, but never, like, crack an egg and just down it. Could you? Could I? I don't I mean, know that I what, could. Do people... I don't think I could Do either. people... Now, when they do this, you know, a lot of... I know... That's you a know, weird texture. Weightlifters yeah. and bodybuilders, do they put anything in it for flavor or anything? No, they, they just crack them in the glass. Like you saw, we all saw Rocky. He does like yeah. four or six eggs, and he just doesn't even stir it. I, I mean, don't a little think. lemon juice, just, something just to no. – it feels like you'd want to – You'd want to just add something to it. Or why not cook it and, you know, make an omelet? It only takes about three minutes to just scramble those eggs. Yeah. It doesn't take that long. Does it really change the health benefits if you – Eat them raw. If you cook it a little bit, it's raw. Better. I don't know. I have no idea. I don't, I don't, I don't either. either. All right. That's not a bit I want to do. Though. And that's a don't and do do this for a Thursday. That was don't do this with Ben and Woods on 97.3 The Fan. So I, I saw it yesterday that, that San Diego may be in line to get a major sports franchise in the very near future. And there are people who are actually upset about this news. They're not happy about it. Uh, we can talk about that coming up. I think uh, you said we got a tier one stopping by at some point yeah. as well, just waiting for the <laughs> the door to ring behind us at our Airbnb. And Bob Scanlon is going to be stopping by as well. It's it's like Mister Rogers' neighborhood here. Come on um, in, Ben and Woods on San Diego's number one sports station, ninety-seven three, the fan. You guys 
just thought I was crazy for inviting tier ones over to the house, didn't you? It, uh, it actually annoys me how often I feel like you have a bad idea and then it turns out to be a really good idea. And it's paid off again, yes, hasn't it, has. it? Yes, it has. Yes, it has. Yeah, we have uh, tier one Oscar uh, stopped by, and it wasn't just that he stopped by, but I actually have met him before. He was on the uh, it was the Parkview like, Little League team that went to the Little League World Series, won the championship. Amazing. And I covered him when he was 12 years old. That's incredible. And now he's living out here, and he's, uh, he's listening to the show and watching on YouTube and said, hey, well, I'll stop by. And I didn't realize that this is going to be a little bit of a reunion. So Ben also said, oh, you were, one of the, you were the little guy. <laughs> well, that was the team that featured his teammate Luke Ramirez, who was, the, Luke was, the was like 6'2". He, he was one of those and little he, leaguers. And that, Oscar goes, yeah, I mean, I wasn't Luke, but, you know. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Thank you for uh, stopping by. He brought us a bottle of Weller, the original wheated bourbon. Polly, might I pour you a glass of Weller right uh, now? Some wheat? Special reserve. I don't think that's a good idea. I think it's a great (laughs) idea. uh, What time is it? 8.45. Thank you so much, uh, Oscar. And I told you guys it would be great, man. You get the tier ones over here and hanging out and, uh, you know. Bringing us whiskey and stuff, it's not, not the worst idea. We wouldn't be having any of this fun if it wasn't for our sponsors at Mattress Makers who have made the trip possible. Woods and I both have our custom pillows that uh. we had made last week before we went. I got mine stuffed with the five pounds of the latex stuffing. They make them right in front of your eyes, actually. If you go, it's really cool. you can pick your own fillings. They've got different ones, whether you want the, the feathers, like the down or the latex or the rubber or the, like the husks, yeah. that, that's weird if you like the really firm pillows. You can do whatever you want, stuff it as, as much or as little as you want, however softness or firmness, Whoa. get it customized. And then the great part is if for ever any reason you feel like, you know what, this is just a little too soft, you need a little bit more, go right back. They'll just uh, add a little bit more, customize it, fix it at any time. They get a 10-year guarantee. Uh, 10 years. 10 years. It's amazing. 10 years. Pretty cool, huh? Will we even be a show in 10 years? Maybe not. This pillow will still be under Outlast warranty, though. Ben and Woods. Okay, that's the deal. <laughs> I that swear to God, I buy a new pillow like every like six. I, I months. do too. I just yeah. grind through them. Yep, I'm with so you. So why not just buy one and keep getting it stuffed to perfection? All right, uh, let's check traffic and then we'll come back. I do want to get to this story about a potential Major League Soccer team. Yes, getting closer to coming to San Diego. That's next on ninety-seven three The Fan. Well, we know that that for a while now since the Chargers left, that San Diego has been a a one major sports team town, the San Diego Padres. And, boy, have they taken advantage of it. Part of the part of the strategy for the Padres and Peter Seidler, I think, uh, you know, they've even said that, that they looked at the marketplace. They saw the, the, the opportunity to, you know, make a step forward in, in building their fan base with the Chargers gone, and they have taken full advantage of it. Now, there's other teams that have come in, like the Seals, uh, that have, have gained a, a nice following. The Gulls get good crowds at, at Pechanga Arena. Um, we've got a couple of, of soccer teams as well that have come in. Uh, the NWSL women's team, the Wave, did very well in their first Massive. season. Made the playoffs, set an attendance record, single game at Snapdragon Stadium. The Loyal have about as uh, well a loyal of a following uh, that you can get at you know, Torero Stadium, a little smaller venue, but they certainly have some passion uh, for Landon Donovan's team that, that he set up. But now the opportunity seems to be right in the grasp of San Diego to get an MLS franchise, the top level of soccer in the United States. 
Uh, yesterday, the commissioner of MLS, Don Garber, said that we are currently at 29 teams, and it's pretty clear that we are going to get to 30, and it's going to happen very soon. And he said, right now, basically two cities have separated themselves from the pack, Las Vegas and San Diego. Would you guys feel better if he said Cleveland and San Diego? Because I'll tell you, when I hear Las Vegas, my immediate reaction is, oh, crap. Well, All right, uh, we're out. Well, I mean, I just that's just my gut. My La- gut. Las reaction. Vegas yeah. has certainly been kind of the, the flavor. Just of, exploding. It's just the, it's the flavor. Blo- it's blowing but, up. But they don't have a soccer stadium in Las Vegas. Also, it's hotter than you know. They'll they'll there. probably need. It's a summer sport. Obviously, MLS plays in the hot summer months, so you'd probably need Would somewhere. They do that's, like just the lower bowl at a region. Allegiant. I don't uh, know stadium? that they'd want to do that. I think they're talking about building a custom stadium, which could be you know costly and a long process whereas Snapdragon Stadium Perfect. is pretty much ideal for a major league soccer team All right. ready that makes me feel better to go which uh, a lot of people think it puts San Diego in the lead here's, but here's the other thing though Ben in Las Vegas today is Thursday i feel like they could have an arena built by next wednesday if they really really wanted to these things go up there like i'm it, it, Lightning fast. That's true. And, and whereas in San Diego, granted, we don't need one built because we have a perfect place. Um, I, I hope that it's San Diego. I do. I, I, more is always better. Garber pointed to the, the fan support of the wave, and he said, I'm really excited about this market. I mean, it feels like he wants to choose San Diego, but I think there's a concern here because I saw on social media yesterday a lot of pushback from the San Diego loyal fans yeah. who – you know, clearly there are there are business factors in play, and the investors who are trying to bring an MLS team to San Diego may not be the same people that run the Loyal. It might not be Landon Donovan's group. Sure. They don't necessarily, you know, they've invested some time the last couple of seasons in following and becoming fans of this team. Bro, so it's like it would be very like, it would be very hard to be a fan of both your your minor league soccer team in your town and your major league soccer team in the very same town. Correct? You kind of have well, to, I get that. You kind of would have to give up one. For, I mean, if the El Paso Chihuahuas moved to Escondido, I mean, we'd probably pull for them, but let's be honest. We're going to focus 95% of our attention and I feel on the Padres. It makes me sad because I know several uh, of the loyal contingent, and they're just the greatest people on earth. I mean, they're just the greatest, most kind, welcoming, warm people uh, that you could imagine. And I don't like that there's any consternation for them right now. Um, in a perfect world, there would be some sort of symbiotic thing, but we all know how business works. It doesn't always work that way. Um, I hate it. I hate it for them. Then again, there's a part of me that says, hey, man, more pro teams to San Diego is never going to be a bad thing. This town showed out for the Padres last year. If you thought that was special, Wait till this year. We talked to Peter Seidler about it yesterday, and we talked to uh, Bob Melvin about it yesterday as well. Uh, Petco Park is going to be like a nightclub. I mean, it's going to be like Studio 54 back in the day. There's going to be people waiting outside. Uh, it's going to be it's going to be an S show. It's going to be insane. So, is there room for is there room for both? I think there is. I one thing I know about soccer I fans. Don't, I hold don't on, know. Ben. One thing you know about soccer fans. What do they love more than anything? Soccer, more than anything, in any capacity. When the wave came, all the loyal folk were out there cheering for the wave. I know it's different. You, 
Can you do both? I think. Under the I, seasons run, do they run same time? Same time. Yeah. Same yeah. so, uh, time. There's no way summer, middle an MLS of the year. team would not completely pull from. I just think it would overshadow. No, it does happen in hockey. The um, I think the the Kings, the LA Kings, their farm team plays out in Ontario, which is suburb, suburban LA. Same Sharks and the Barracuda. Their farm team plays in the same arena, but the loyal. But, but they draw it, like nothing. They, they have no. They have no fans for the minor league and team they at all. Be, they wouldn't be. They connected. wouldn't be connected though. Well, that's the thing. I think the solution here, and I don't know that it's a perfect solution for loyal fans, but MLS and the loyal somehow will have to, you know, come up with some sort of agreement. And even if it's not, you know, like hey, it's the same team and we're just promoting the loyal and. It's not the players, and it's not necessarily Landon. Finding a way to maybe incorporate the loyal as your team name, you know, and try to have those – try to convince those fans that there's enough of a connection that we're creating this team. And I know it's sad. It probably would mean the end of the, the loyal as we know it right now. But I so think, you're, you're I think they'd saying, be heading down that road what, either either way. What would it I, – I, maybe this is a stupid question. Why wouldn't the loyal – could they be the expansion? They, I mean, I think it's possible. I mean, if they, I don't know what's going on behind the scenes. But, you know, the expansion fees now for a major league soccer team, I think the latest one's like $350 million. I don't know that, you know, Landon and his guys have have the ability to write write that sort of check right now and just become that team. And, of course, you'd, you'd probably have to get rid of most, if not all, of your players and acquire – Big league. I mean, you couldn't just take a triple-A team no, but, I mean, right now franchise. in baseball and just say, okay, you're a major league team now. Boy, you're really bad. You, all your players are triple-A. So, yeah, I mean, I think it's theoretically possible the franchise could move up. It would have to make significant changes. Well, the Pirates, the Pirates do it every year. So, I mean, you could actually feasibly. The Reds pretty the much Royals. do it. The Royals. Um, I, yeah, it would be a bummer, man. It would be a bummer for them. And, and it begs the question, what are you – if they did say, all right, well, listen, to, to appease everybody, we are now the, the MLS loyal. Are you a loyalist loyalist to the brand, the right. name, or are you a loyalist the people, to the team and the, the people? And, and the people. That's, that's kind of where the – um, You know, this is a very probably personal question for fans. We'll our have pal, to make their own decision. The, the, one of the most informed yeah. uh, fans of the loyal, our buddy uh, Steve, Steve. Steve tweets in. He says, MLS coming to town does not mean imminent doom. For SD Loyal, investors coming in could work with Loyal that's to essentially I'm, bring the Loyal franchise to MLS. That's what I'm hoping for. I'm worried that it won't be, that it'll be an outside investment team that comes and brings in an partner, MLS team and the, their own their own team, and then, then what happens to the Loyal? And they get the shaft, and, and it's sad. But at the same time, if that was the case, and if that was the only way San Diego could get a Major League Soccer team, that you got a billionaire owner who comes in, but he has nothing to do with the Loyal I feel like you might have to just say, do we want to be a, a major league town or not? And, you know, after so many years of losing teams and not being a major league town, I want San Diego to be a major league team. I, I want, we might have to, we might have to eat it so, here and say, I'm sorry, loyal, but we, we need the MLS in San Diego. Growing up in Seattle, they had Sounders soccer my entire life. Yep. They were like, they had different levels of clubs and, it was some almost like an independent league team, and a few people would go, and like you kind of heard about them. And then in high school, they expand the MLS expanded to Seattle, and they were the Sounders. And yeah. Then everybody knew them. Like, only and then the- now you see Sounders games, and they're like, and they, and they play I, the I hope play. I hope that works. I hope it works. I hope they can 
somehow partner with the loyal and make it work. I just don't I don't want to see all this pushback and and lead MLS to go. You know what? We don't want to get in the middle of a of divided fan base. We'll just we'll just go to Las Vegas and not worry about it. And then where where are we in San Diego? So I think this is a very a critical and you kind of had a time where you kind of go either way as a San Diego sports fan. And, and you know, I, I, I love what the loyal have done. I think it's been absolutely fantastic. And I would hate to see them just get cut off at the knees by an MLS team. But I also don't want to say we don't want you MLS because you couldn't find a way to work with the loyal at the same time. Mayor of Alpine says multiple MLS teams were once minor league soccer teams. The minor league team essentially gets converted into MLS. It's possible. Yeah, that's no, it's that, possible. That's kind of the, the best. It's not guaranteed, though. Yeah, that's kind of the best case scenario. Yeah, I agree. And that's what we're kind of looking well, it for. Takes, so. It takes people working together. And, and you know, that's not always easy these days. So um, that'd be good. I mean, that'd be, that'd be good if it happened. So, um, but, yeah, you, you want to kind of keep that brand. I mean, those guys have invested so much yeah, time. Yeah, I mean, I've been out to Loyal Games. I know they wanted me to come out and, and sit with their, their local section, and maybe I will do that at some point this season. It's kind of intimidating out there with all the noise they're making all the way through the game and everything. I don't know that I have the energy for an entire game in the fan section at a soccer game. No, the, the passion is certainly uh, – it's unbridled. Uh, out there for sure, and and they've they've done a good job, man, of building that thing from from ground zero. So uh, I would hate for anything to happen that would would throw them off of what they've been really really dedicated to. Uh, but yeah, we'll see how it plays out. What's the timeline? Uh, he said soon. Soon. So that's, <laughs> it's a bit nebulous, but I mean, my guess is sometime in the next couple, few months they want to announce one way or the so other, the where the, the next year. team is. And then by the end of the year, and then I don't know what that means when the <laughs> team starts playing. I mean, is next it next season. year? Is it if it's Vegas and they need to build a stadium? Is it two years? It, it could be It could be sometime soon, though. Uh, all guests on Ben and Woods, which in this case is Oscar over in that chair uh, right now, uh, yeah. here on our Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad <laughs> fan hotline. Save money the right way with Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad. Visit them today in the Carlsbad Auto Mall Chevrolet find new roads all right we'll come back uh, second half of the show we should have more guests stopping by i think scan is going to be here in about half an hour or so uh to talk Padres baseball maybe Sp- sammy spring training as well uh, as we continue we'll get a rindle report in oh, for the first time this i missed week. the rindle report so much San Diego's number one come sports on. station in arizona 97.3 the fan